0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. And now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 4 25 through 32, called Principles for Life.
1: Proverbs 17:27 says, "He who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God." So, it's not wrong to be angry, but make sure that your anger is for the glory of God. For, for what matters to him, maybe for what uh, may happen to innocent other people. But if it comes your way, we have to do our best to try to be like Jesus. Sometimes we feel like if someone does us wrong, how dare they? Don't they know who they're dealing with? That's pride. And we see an example in Jesus where he honored his father, but when he was personally being abused, you know what? He didn't revile in return. And so, There's some good lessons there. Here's another principle of this new life, if you hadn't have enough already. (laughs) Let him, 28, who steals, steal no longer. But rather, here's the solution, so put off stealing. Let him labor, performing what is, with his own hands, what is good. Agathos means what is quality or honorable. It has the implication that your work should be something that's honorable to God in order that he may have something to share with him who has need. Now, have you guys seen the epidemic? I think they said in one year, they tracked 25 top companies and said they discovered through shoplifting and employee stealing, these companies lost $6 billion in one year. And it was only 25 companies, major companies. And then there was an epidemic of movie stars who were caught shoplifting, and you're like, now, wait a minute. You have a lot of money. Why are you being caught shoplifting? Because there's something in the human nature that enjoys this idea of taking something that doesn't belong to us. And the only downside is if you get caught. And then when they get caught, there's those mug you see on the internet. <laughs> what happened to that person? Right? You know, that person was this sweet little girl five years ago, and now what's happened to her? Her hair is everywhere. Her face is pale, and she's shoplifting, and she's worth $600 million. There's something wrong here. That's the old nature. Stealing for the excitement, right? Even though I have all the money that I need. So the positive side, what we need to put on is working hard and sharing with him who has what? Need. When we make more money, the implication is it should be shared with others who have genuine need. 29. It's gonna get harder, folks. Let some unwholesome speech, no, it says, (laughs) 29, let no unwholesome word, if you have the New King James, it says corrupt word, The ESV says, corrupting talk, proceed from your mouth, but only, here's the positive side, put off unwholesome speech, put on wholesome speech, but only such a word as is good for edification, that has the idea of an edifice or building up, according to the need of the moment, and here's how you know what it's about, that it may give grace to those who hear. See the word unwholesome there, or corrupt? It's the word sapros in Greek. It means rotten, worthless, putrefied, corrupted, and it's, and it's really captured in the image of rotting fruit or vegetables. Now, I don't know how many of you like broccoli, but it, we eat broccoli at our home, and when you've left broccoli sitting around too long, it begins to put off a foul stench that is unlike... I mean, it's just terrible, and it can start to come out of the trash can and you're like, what has died in this house? And it's broccoli. Or if you go into a bachelor's apartment and you open that fruit you know, drawer in the refrigerator, they have peaches in there from 1986, you know, and you're like, what in the world is growing in that drawer? It's an experiment. There's fuzz and branches and new fruits being created. And what in the world? And what you find is that when something rots, it begins to transfer the rottenness to the other piece of fruit. So if if one tomato or peach begins to go bad, the process of corruption means that it starts to spread to other things. And Paul uses that image to say, when unwholesome, corrupting words go out of your mouth, they corrupt what they hit. And Paul says, if you want to live like the new men and women you're supposed to be and put that off and put on Christ, stop speaking corrupting words. They're foul. Foul. You know, uh, a couple days ago, I played golf. Uh, I went out as a single and I played with a couple of guys that grew up in the, uh, near the same town that I did. And I'll tell you what, the foul speech was absolutely Incredible. I mean every hole ever bleeping bleep 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 things I haven't heard in a long time. And I like to hold back that I'm a pastor. I, I save it for the opportune moment. I usually share it at the eighteenth hole. And then I just like to watch the reaction of the people. Especially if they've been cursing up a storm the whole time. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a pastor. <gasps> I say, you may kiss my ring and I will give you absolution. <laughs> Here's some holy water. I get out my little water. You <laughs> know, but anyway. <laughs> you learn over the years to take full advantage of these things as a pastor. So you, you learn to, to wait. And then when the opportune time comes, you strike. Anyway. Let, <laughs> it's part of the fun you've got to have in this office. So Anyway. Now, the opposite side of a corrupting word, uh, and think of it this way, since the positive side is an edifying word, the negative side is a tearing down word. So how many times have we spoken things, here's a good way to think of it, where we tore somebody down. Why did we do it? Because we felt better. Let me tell you something. Right? And there we go, chop, 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 and now they're really low. And then they say, well, let me tell you something. (laughs) Chop, chop, chop. I'll get you down to my eye level. And back and forth it goes. And it's foul. And it's corrupting. And Paul says, don't let words like that come out of your mouth. Because once they go out, you can't take them back. There's no saying to the jury, would you strike that from the record, please? Would you rewind the tape so we could erase that once they're gone from your mouth? They're gone. And then they've hit the person, and let's face it, this has happened a lot with the ones we love the most because we live in tight quarters with them, and so we might get in a little tiff, and for those of you who are a little younger, I will expose a secret to you. If you're not married yet or if you're in a young relationship, you will have conflict. You will. Conflict is not the issue. It's how you deal with it, right? And so you got to be careful. Um, I often say in weddings, there's no one who can love you more than your spouse and there's no one who can hurt you more. It's true. So we have to be careful. James says nobody can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. He says earlier, it defiles the whole body. With it, we praise our God and Father. And with it, we curse men, men who are made in God's image. And James says, These things ought not to be so. From the same, you know, uh, water, do we get bitter and, and good water? You know, he gives us these images that show us. <clears throat> then we have to be careful. When we put on the new man, what happens is our language begins to change, and instead of that which tears away or knocks down, we are to build up others. Wouldn't it be nice if we could capture this in terms of our own Christian lives and family relationships and say, I'm just gonna focus one day, maybe try it one day this week, and say, everything that comes out of my mouth tomorrow will be edifying. You will quickly discover maybe where you are and on the barometer of whether or not you're an edifying person or a person that's pretty good at the smackdown, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So this is a good internal test for us. Uh, It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such is good for building up, as fits the occasion, this is the ESV in 29, that it may give grace to those who hear. Grace is a beautiful word, charise. It means the benevolence of God, Proverbs 25.11 says, A man has joy in an apt answer. How delightful is a timely word. Uh, That that was Proverbs 15.23. Proverbs 25.11 says, Like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Proverbs 18.20 says, With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Here's the second warning. 27 said don't give an uh, uh, opening to the devil. 30 says don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of the day of redemption. In the in the flow of the context, unwholesome talk grieves God. Unwholesome talk or corrupting talk grieves God. What's interesting in verse thirty is that this gives you the idea of the personality of the Holy Spirit. If he can be grieved, he's not simply just a force He's a person, third person of the Holy Trinity. He lives in you. And whenever you begin corrupting your speech and, and wounding others, tearing them down, it grieves God who lives in you. And this word for grief is lupeo. It means to distress, to be sad, or to cause grief. And it almost has the implication that God cries when we do it to each other. Wow wow and so when you put on the new man you don't really have to try hard because edifying speech naturally flows from a life dominated by the holy spirit you know a lot of us are we can feel a sense of
0: conviction about these things because we've all fallen short you'll hear more from pastor michael in a moment
2: thanks for tuning in to walk in truth today did you know there's more where that came from Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call
0: 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth.
1: said, so don't give an uh, uh, opening to the devil. 30 says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. In the the flow of the context, unwholesome talk grieves God. Unwholesome talk or corrupting talk grieves God. What's interesting in verse 30 is that this gives you the idea of the personality of the Holy Spirit. If he can be grieved, he's not simply just a force, he's a person third person of the Holy Trinity, he lives in you. And whenever you begin corrupting your speech and, and wounding others, tearing them down, it grieves God who lives in you. And this word for grief is lupeo. It means to distress, to be sad, or to cause grief. And it almost has the implication that God cries when we do it to each other. Wow. 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 And so, when you put on the new man, you don't really have to try hard because edifying speech naturally flows from a life dominated by the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of us are—we can feel a sense of conviction about these things because we've all fallen short. But you know what I've noticed? When the Holy Spirit's dominating my life, I don't even have to think about these things. I'm naturally uh, trying to build people up, encourage them, love them. It's when I get in the flesh, when that old man comes on, that these things begin to go south in our lives. Jesus said, For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Our mouths are a reflection of our hearts. And uh, of course, the Holy Spirit's presence in our life is a mark of ownership. And I took you to a verse that says, Jesus put on sin that we might put it off. And I think the essence that of my understanding is that the Holy Spirit would be saying something like this Jesus Christ died for that to be out of your life. What are you doing? And and sometimes we feel checks in our spirit when we go this way, right? We go there and then we go, oh, what have I done? And it's like the hockey, you know, like you know that light behind the hockey goalie. Why they ever made that? What an embarrassing thing! Every time the goalie gives up a goal, woo, woo, woo. talk about failure, you know. Anyway, but it's like that light goes off, and that's the Holy Spirit convicting us, saying, you know what? Don't go there. That's not. That's not who you are anymore. Now, you may have had a, a, a way of life prior to becoming a Christian where this was you. I'll make a confession. I was a very angry, late teenager. Uh, I, I had a lot of built-up anger and resentment from disappointments in my childhood and fathers going out of my life. And that came out in some anger, and the Lord's calmed that down. Uh, a lot of pride in my life because I think I was always trying to prove something, chip on my shoulder, I'm gonna show whoever I was trying to show, right? But then, little by little, the Lord's worked on those things in my life and changed me from the inside out. Remember I told you, we are a renovation project. So this, this sermon is not about beating you up or me up, it's about just showing that uh, there's things for us to remember but there's also things for us to celebrate. How much have you been changed since you've come to Jesus? Now, how much has been reigned in? How much has your speech changed? How much has your thinking changed? How much more edifying are you now? If you've seen progress, then that's something to celebrate. And so let's not only focus on the things that we don't do, but the things that God is changing in our lives. We'll sum it up. In the final verses. And Paul, I think, is now just summarizing what he said to us and including a few additional sub points. He says in verse 31 Let all bitterness and wrath, which speaks of rage, and anger and clamor and slander, slander is blasphemia, which speaks of blasphemy or injurious speech or vilification, be put away or put off from you along with all malice, which is a general term for evil. The word bitterness reflects a smoldering resentment, a brooding grudge-filled attitude. It speaks, <laughs> I told you we were done with conviction, but we're not. It, it is the spirit of irritability. So if you're irritable, then you kind of know you're in the flesh, right? So maybe you haven't had your coffee yet, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, but the point is, if you're feeling irritable, that's the time to to go back to God and say, "Lord, change my heart, change my perspective, because um, these are the things I'm to put off." And finally, in verse 32, and here's what we should put on: and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Uh, Corey Timboom, the uh, Lady, along with her family that was in Nazi concentration camps was going around Germany after her miraculous release and she was preaching about forgiveness and she was at a church. She had preached the message on forgiveness and people were coming down to greet her and one of the the guards from the Nazi concentration camp approached her and she recognized him immediately as one of the most terrible guards, and she had lost, I think, her father and even her sister in the concentration camp, and this man was one of the faces that was at the heart of all of this, and he was approaching her right after she had spoken about forgiveness in a church, and he approached her, and she wondered if he would recognize her, and it it appeared that he did not, but she knew who he was, and he extended his hand to her, and he said, Fraulein, I was one of those guards in in the concentration camps can you forgive me? And he extended his hand to her and she said that everything in her wanted to hate him. And and she said in those moments, she could not get her hand to extend to him because he had taken so much from her and he was like the face of evil. And in that moment, she prayed and she realized, I had just preached on forgiveness. Now what am I gonna do? And she said, Father, I can't forgive him you are going to have to forgive him through me. And supernaturally, the Holy Spirit moved and she extended her hand and God gave her the heart to forgive that man. And there are many times in our lives when we're faced with a situation where someone's wronged us and we have to be honest with God because he already knows anyway, God, I can't forgive that person. I, I am going to have a very tough time extending grace after what they've done. And then that's the time when we're going to have to say, God, I can't do it, so you're going to have to do it through me. And God will give you grace in those moments. He will supernaturally, because he is pleased to bless his people when they want to do the right thing, he will give you what you need. And so be kind to one another, tender-hearted. forgive each other, remember how much you've been forgiven, in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for your holy word. It has so much poignancy and application to our lives, so much um, that we need to really look at. There are many things to celebrate for all of us as believers. We know that you have allowed us to put on the new person, the new man, the new woman. And with that, there's been character changes and personality uh, things and Uh, integrity and truth and honesty and forgiveness and so many things to celebrate, a a cool spirit where there once was anger and rage. We're all a work in progress, so may you you give your people the grace they need. May we not make an excuse for our sin, though, Father. May we take responsibility of it and realize that it's really about putting on the Lord Jesus and making no provision for the flesh. The flesh always wants to rear its ugly head, and we need to push it down. We do that by putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so thank you that you're there an ever-present help in time of need. Thank you that your presence goes with us wherever we go. You will give us the strength that we need to change and to be conformed more and more into your image. May we reflect you in this world. May we reflect you in the church. May we not be people who uh, somehow give the world another reason to think uh, that, they don't need to come to Christ because we're the same as them. May we show who we are, new creations in Christ by the way that we live. Give us the grace that we need to do that in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Principles for Life, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians four twenty-five through 32. Hey, and if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow Walk in Truth on social media. We'd love to see who's listening. Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow us at at Walk in Truth show. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word.
1: Well, it is a tall order indeed to walk in the same manner as Jesus walked. Man, how do you do that? Uh, you know, oftentimes uh people accuse Christians of being hypocrites, and we all can be hypocritical in different ways. We don't want to be phonies, and there's a difference between being a phony and having genuine struggles. But the way to solve it all is to walk in love. Let His love flow through you. It'll take care of all the rest. And I pray that as we're going through this, through this incredible uh, book of Ephesians, that you're finding things that you can apply by God's grace to make the difference, and it will make the difference in your life, brethren. Now, speaking of making a difference, we're doing a men's conference. We've been telling you about it. It's on September 18th from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor. It's called Run With Endurance. It's only 10 days away now. We're gonna have breakfast and lunch catered by Chick-fil-A. It's $25. And uh, if you register quickly enough, you can get a t-shirt, hopefully. And the way you do that is you go to walkintruth.com to register, walkintruth.com. And if you have questions, call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday, 844- 48 Truth. Love to see you make this men's conference on the 18th. So check it out today, walkintruth.com.
0: God bless. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener supported program. And thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. Praise God. Hey, if you're a longtime listener, could you please consider becoming a partner of at least $5 a month? You can visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844 48 Truth. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians chapter 5, called The Supreme Principles for Life. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.